0: Hey everyone, my name is Cordy Walker and I am the host here at Golf Science Lab. We are in between series of podcasts here. We're about to kick it off this spring 2018 with a bunch of great shows. We have new research coming out. We have great instructors sharing what they're doing with their coaching and so much more in the Golf Science Lab that you're gonna wanna stay tuned for. But until then, the PGA Show is coming up here at the end of January. And one of the events which has become a tradition is the Open forum hosted by Nick Schertock, Chris Como, and Michael Michaelides. I always enjoy going, and I know that a lot of you coaches that are listening that make it down to the PGA show enjoy going as well. So I wanted to hear what they have planned this year. Because last year was really fun. A lot of the panels that they had just blew me away. Some of the insights and kind of perspectives that you could get. So I wanted to hear what they had going on this year. So I sat down with Nick Schurtock and Chris Como. Just had a quick chat about what this year's Open Forum is all about. I think it's definitely worth sharing with y'all. Guys, we are back for the sixth year. It's hard to believe that it has been six years running now.
1: Well, we try to keep it fresh enough so it feels like it's, it's all brand new stuff every year. But it gets harder to do. And putting up new faces mixed with old favorites, it, it, it presents a challenge with putting together a good lineup. But I think we have a pretty good one this year. See, I,
2: I disagree. I don't think the challenge is putting together a good lineup. It's choosing out of all the people that are out there who do you put up? I mean, there's so many freaking people out there who've got good stuff. And I think the hardest part is like narrowing down who goes up there. To me, the content's like new, fresh content's the easy part. The hard part is, is like, like how do you choose from like, I mean, there's so many smart people in the industry now, you know? It's just what, like, where do you start?
0: How did you choose this year, Chris? What was like the thought or the methodology behind it?
2: I, I don't know. I think a big part of the Open Forum is kind of, we're just sort of open to experimenting. We're like, we don't have this template that we're obligated to go by. There's a lot of like, okay, what worked last year? What's the feedback from other, from people who attended? You know, I think that's what's kind of unique is that, like, we almost let the audience structure what the next year is gonna look like just based off of feedback. At least that's what we want. We, you know, we want this sort of like interaction with the teaching community. And, you know, like the panels are always a favorite. So. I think this year is going to be much more panel heavy, really try to get some good dialogue, really kind of have like matchups on the panels that we think will create good dialogue. For example, uh, you know, we're going to do a philosophy instruction panel and we're going to get, I think David, well, I don't think, but David Levitt is going to be on the panel, obviously a legend in the industry. Mike Adams will be on a panel, also a legend in the industry. Um, Brando Chambly, who has his own sort of like side of, how he perceives instruction, which I think will create some great dialogue. And then, you know, we got a couple other people that will be on that panel as well that as of now are sort of mystery guests. We're still kind of, you know, solidifying that. But, you know, I think that's a good example of a panel that potentially will have some, some great debate and then just, uh, just conversation in general.
0: Wow. That sounds like an amazing one. I, I know last year, the ones I caught, the panels were just fantastic. It was There's was the mental game panel last year, which was just killer. And then toward the end of the night, what was the panel last year with Brad Faxon and... Um, the short
2: game panel. Oh, no, that was the mental game panel. Yeah. That was the mental game panel. Was that the mental... That was. Well, yeah. Maybe that, that
0: one stuck out in my mind from last year. Like, Yeah, that was my favorite. Those are great. I'm excited for the, the philosophy of instruction, man. That sounds amazing i, I right. love it's that go
2: in so many different directions and that's the point it's like i mean we got some questions that we have planned but like who knows where this is going to go i mean this is where we open up to the audience and again it's like hopefully there'll be good discussion amongst the panelists but also the panelists with the audience and then the moderators jumping in and, and this is where it's like it's sort of this um kind of like improvis- improvisation a little bit which is like okay what's what's it going to bring we don't know but that's part of the beauty of it
0: yeah if that was the only thing i'd show up just for that for sure yeah. It's golden.
2: What's another one, Nick? We got a short game panel. Brad Faxon will be on that with James Ridyard and David Orr. That should be a great panel. We're going to do another mental game panel. I mean, I just think that's so important. You know, we can get so into the weeds with the instruction stuff, but the mental game is such a huge part of it all.
1: Hal Sutton coming to join us on that mental game panel. A man who's never in his whole career ever choked while holding the lead in a golf tournament.
2: That's a cool stat.
0: Yeah. That is. How'd you know that one, Nick? I didn't know that. That's pretty good.
1: A couple people told me because somebody said, I I just announced that panel maybe an hour ago. And somebody messaged me that it's some bit of trivia that Hal is just known as like the most mentally tough guy probably ever to play on, on tour. In terms of statistically, he's not blown a lead before. I don't know if I can verify that, but uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call him on that in
2: person, I'll say that.
0: <laughs> right. You, you can moderate that one and ask that question, I think. Sounds like a good deal.
2: And all his experience with the Ryder Cup as well, right? I mean, he's probably seen people choke and can speak to that as well, so it'll be, it'll be super interesting. Like, I think, what, Dr. Pirazzolo, um Yeah, Fran Pirzolo and uh, Robert Bjork from
1: yeah. UCLA, who's just world-renowned in uh, sports psychology and just the psychology of learning and as it relates to training and instruction and just how human beings acquire skills and tap into them and particularly in different environments under pressure. Pressure is going to be a big theme to that panel
2: and and how golfers deal with it. Garrett Kramer also who gives a nice contrast in that panel and then uh, Dr. Brett McCabe is going to help moderate it as well.
0: Nick, when we were talking earlier, you, you were kind of mentioned this overarching theme that you saw for the forum. Share that again and kind of talk a bit about that.
1: A thought I had for the theme would be bridging disciplines. So you have the school of thought now that's gaining popularity that instruction is too heavily focused on mechanics and all this physics and biomechanics stuff doesn't mean that much if you're not looking at how people learn and the environment that they're in and whether they're actually practicing and training in the place of competition. And then you have the, the biomechanists and the teachers who, who teach and focus on mechanics, I think would say that oh, it's all important. It's, all, it's, it's both. It's the mechanics and it's how do you uh, apply lessons and, and change movement patterns that we need to somehow bridge any kind of divide that might exist between groups who think that it's one or the other? Because I, I, I can't really envision someone in, improving their mechanics without somehow tapping into these phenomenon of, of learning through you know, external cues and all the motor learning Research that's out that probably changed the way a lot of coaches thought in the past few years. but a lot of people who, who teach golf swing think that that pendulum has swung so far in the other direction to where they act like the swing doesn't really matter anymore. And so I think as, a, as an overarching theme, Bridging any divide between these schools of thought.
0: Yes, and Chris, from yes. knowing you, I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing you agree with that from conversations yeah, we've I had. I
2: mean, yeah, they're just—I just don't think they're mutually exclusive. You know, they're both important. Um, I think if you talk to a lot of teachers who've spent a significant amount of time teaching mechanics, they probably intuitively, you know, really feel that, that it matters. There's a lot to there, and that's not to say that the brain stuff doesn't matter either, but you know, like I think when Nick's when Nick was sort of alluding to that, when the argument is sometimes made that you know the mechanics side of it's maybe not that important, I think you're going to get a, a pretty significant population of teachers who would just, you know, really from their own experience, intuitively disagree with that. And th- I think that's where there's there could be a good sort of, again, talk about that, and you know, just how Nick mentioned, they're not they're not mutually exclusive, but you know, what is the role of each? How do you prioritize it? How do you sort of assess a person and what direction you need to go through? I think that's where a lot of the both the swing, full swing, and then maybe even the philosophy of golf discussion, you know, some of the good questions can come from how do you determine, like, where do you make a change? When do you make a change? When do you just develop skills from, you know, more of a structuring practice perspective? How do you make that judgment call of, of really changing someone's technique? I think these are all like really good discussion points.
0: Yeah, I think those are the most interesting and some of the most important questions to talk about right now as well. They're
2: oftentimes tough decisions, right? If you got a person who's got a lot of talent, how do you make that sort of cost analysis of do you roll the dice to to help maybe make their you know their potential better through technique change, or do you just say, hey, look, it's you know we're going to get you better just through developing skills? These are all like very valid questions, I think. The things I deal with all the time as a teacher, so I want to hear other people's opinions.
0: Yeah, for sure. That's fascinating. I'd- feel like we let's talk for the next hour and a half on how you make those decisions. Yeah. I'd be curious to dive into that. But we don't have time for that right now. Nick, Chris, thank you, gentlemen, for chatting about this year. I'm pumped because I didn't know some of, the, some of the guests, some of the panels, and I'm super excited now to be there. Give us the details. What time do we need to show up to make sure we don't miss anything? And what time do you think it's going to go till this year? Are we going to get into Wednesday morning this time?
1: Well, last year we finished at 12.15. <laughs> we're gonna try to finish. We're gonna try to finish eleven fifty nine this time.
0: <laughs> Perfect.
1: What was the first year? What What was the course, Nick? Uh, we started at Metro West.
2: Crazy. Year six.
1: West West part of Orange County, down in Florida. Very very long ways away from the Rosen Plaza where we're hosting it now. Yeah. So this is actually our fourth time going back to that venue. We'll start the forum at four o'clock. We're looking to do some live instruction at three. It's going to be pretty informal, but at this point, we're looking to have two biomechanists and three top-notch instructors working with a couple students on stage as everyone starts to roll in between three and four. So Scott Lynn will be there. Uh, Dr. Mike Duffy should be there. Rob Holding, John Dunnigan, working on John Sinclair. Then we'll do a little intro, then the forum really kicks off around 4.15, and then expect it to go probably to about midnight.
2: Perfect. It's just a a fun event, right? It's educational. People are catching up with each other. It's just just a good time. If you love golf instruction, it's just a a really fun night. Yeah. Yeah, we're opening
1: up the room this year, too. It's going to be a little bit different setup for the people that have been in the past. We've had a divider up between the room where the forum's happening, and then we had a sponsor room but we actually are growing to the point where we, we need more seating. So we had to open up that room, put in about 150 more chairs in the back of that space, and then we'll have the, the sponsors in the same room, but in the very back of the, this double ballroom setup. So it'll be probably a little more lively, a more, more of a social thing in, that, in, in the back area during all the breaks. There'll be a bar in there and and also outside. And so there's food really close by. It's just a good way to spend about eight hours on a Tuesday right before the show starts. A lot of people just show up and they don't even... I like people getting into the presentations, but there are people who just come just for the social aspect because they see so many people that they know all in one place. There may not be any other event where that happens where they know there's going to be I'm expecting we'll have about 400, maybe 425 this year.
0: That's awesome. That is truly amazing. I can't wait to be there. I would encourage folks, if you can't make it for the whole thing, to come anyways. I know that I was late last year, but still enjoyed it immensely. Um, So, I would encourage folks, even if you can't make the whole thing, to come for as much as you can. Because it still will be a good time.
1: It's not like a movie where you might miss something and it'll ruin it. You, you can come for two hours and still enjoy the time that you have there. So 100 bucks to sign up ahead of time, 125 at the door. Brilliant. What's the website real quick? Openforumgolf.com.
0: Brilliant. Can't wait to see you guys there. And uh, hopefully we'll see everyone else there as well at Open Forum 6, Rosen Plaza, Tuesday night, 4 o'clock. Thanks for hopping on, guys.
2: Yeah, I think we'll be... Uh... Over the weekend we're going to be posting some of the panels like who's on the panels exactly and what time they're they're going at on facebook and then i'll be doing it on my instagram which is uh chris chris como golf and then nick are you posting on your instagram yeah
1: i'll be sharing on their uh golf progress is my account so look for us look for it on twitter i'm not sure when this is going live cordy but somebody just signed up so i think somebody's listening in on this
0: Perfect. Yeah, I, I didn't tell you guys, but we are live streaming right now. So perfect. Oh, great. Awesome. Um, <laughs> all right. Awesome, guys. We will see you. Uh, we'll see you all then. See kay. you in Orlando. Thanks.